DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, July 29th, 2021. And uh, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, be sure and hit the, ch- the uh, contact me button and that'll give you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to help get you on the right track and get your questions answered. Also, while you're on the site, be sure and check the radio shows tab. At the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And uh, there's over 600 shows up there now. They're all uh, annotated, so it tells you what we talked about and that kind of thing. They're shareable via email and social media, which we encourage you to do. And just have fun with it. If you scroll down a little further, you'll see information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to the Facebook page for the show, as well as the chat room, which is only good for the afternoon shows, by the way. It's not the one we use uh, during this show. We use the TFR chat room, and it works great, and we encourage people to use it and have fun with it. Also, uh, you know, I must be, I need to to step up my game or something because I haven't been put into Facebook jail. (laughs) The first four or five months this year, I've spent more time in Facebook jail than out of it. Uh, You have a couple of days I post something truthful and they'd lock me up for 30. I get out and I post something truthful and they'd lock me up for another 30. But I got out, I can't even remember when it was. It was probably sometime in June, maybe. I don't know, or beginning of July, but uh, I don't know if they've relaxed their uh, community standards or if they, uh, or what's going on, but I have been able to post all kinds of stuff. Most of the things I thought would have got me banned again, but they didn't. So we'll just keep posting. Hopefully maybe Zuckerberg finally got the message that, you know, 
censorship is not cool. But we'll see. You know, we'll just keep going until until I get locked up again. Who knows? But uh, anyway, uh, the other thing that's cool is it would appear that our technical issues here with the network are straightened out finally. Um, whenever there is a, a system update with either Microsoft or Skype, uh, it wreaks havoc with our network. And uh, recently there was a, an update with both of them. And not only did they do updates, but they totally changed programming language apparently on one of the systems, which really messed things up. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we haven't been able to hear uh, the bumper music and the commercials and that kind of thing. So the hosts were basically, you know, kind of flying by the seat of their pants trying to figure out when was the time to talk and that kind of thing. And thank goodness I had people like Alan in the chat room who was willing to help me. Uh, he could hear the bumper music and would tell me when to talk and that kind of thing. And last week we managed to get through pretty well with that. Uh, the week before I couldn't even do the show. Uh, things just weren't working at all. But, uh, uh, at this point, it appears everything is back on track. Uh, Chris has been working day and night, basically, since this mess started. And I think he's finally got everything worked out because uh, it's all working for me, at least. And I'm very happy to say that. So uh, praise the Lord that things are working again. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a functional network and the hosts are able to do their thing and it makes it a lot easier. It's a lot less stressful and that kind of a thing. So. Again, uh, thanks to everybody that helped out. Thank you, Alan, for helping me out and uh, really appreciate you. So anyway, um, as usual, we have reached a whole new level of stupid in this country and uh, <laughs> it's getting crazier and crazier. One of the main things that really uh, tripped my trigger the other day was when the Department of Justice supposedly uh, came out with some kind of a ruling. I'm trying to find it here. My Jethro, my wonder dog, is getting his head in the way, trying to push me, so I pet him. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, but basically, they were asking the uh, Department of Justice whether or not it was okay for private businesses to mandate injections. And, of course, you can, you know, at least I know, no doubt in my mind that the Biden administration uh, basically said, find a way to make it possible for businesses to mandate these things. And they basically were looking for anything at all that would allow them to say, sure, they can mandate it. <laughs> and talk about some stupid, bogus crap they came up with. But I've got an article here from uh, National Review says to mandate or not to mandate, Department of Justice weighs in on vaccination mandates. Wednesday, July 28th, yesterday, can employees mandate vaccines? The Department of Justice Office of Legal Counsel, which is obviously and apparently staffed with a whole load of idiots, says they can. But before employees do, they should consider the many legal and practical risks. On July 26, 2021, the OLC issued an opinion uh, stating that the COVID-19 injections, uh, vaccinations, emergency use authorization status under the Food and Drug and Cosmetics Act does not prevent public and private entities from imposing vaccine requirements. However, the OLC expressly states that the opinion does not address whether any other federal, state, or local laws 
or regulations might restrict the ability of an entity to mandate the vaccine or adopt any particular vaccination policy. You talk about legal double talk. You know, it's quite obvious. It's part of the FDA's own uh, law on uh, emergency use authorizations that they cannot be mandated, period. Everybody has to be fully advised as to the potential dangers of taking these things, and they have complete and total ability to say yes or no. So all they did was they found some obscure section of law that did not say anything about whether or not you can mandate or not. And based on that and that alone, these idiots came up with a statement saying, oh, yeah, sure, you can mandate it. They didn't even think about the Nuremberg Code or the Geneva Code or the first, fourth and fifth amendments to the Constitution, which basically, you know, protect bodily autonomy. And of course, the 14th Amendment, which uh, uh, was never properly ratified, but we act like it was. And there is no basis whatsoever. You know, the bottom line is people have the right to say yes or no as to what goes into their body, period. And they keep uh, bringing up Jacobson versus Massachusetts from 1905, which basically they keep claiming, oh, yeah, because of that, governments have the right to mandate vaccines. The only thing that thing said was if you don't take it, you got to pay a five dollar fine. Period. And Jacobson, the guy that was. uh that sued over it, lost his case, and the Supreme Court ruled, yep, you got to pay the fine. (laughs) They didn't say, yeah, you got to take the vaccine. No, yeah, you got to pay a $5 fine. That was all there was to it. But the other side has, you know, for, you know, what, 116 years now, been misreading and misapplying that uh, Supreme Court opinion, which is all rulings from the Supreme Court are, is opinions they are not binding, except on the case at, at uh, you know, if anything, on the case at hand. But otherwise, they're not. And it's it's just an absolute craziness that these people are putting this junk out there. But you can bet that that's just the same reason that uh, the CDC waffled again and came up and said, oh, yeah, even if you're completely injected, you still have to wear vac- you know, face diapers if you're inside. You know, that's because the Biden administration wanted to say one thing and they were saying something else. So old Joe and the whole called down there to Atlanta and said, hey, get on the page. This is what we're doing. And it doesn't make any difference what, you know, science says, what the law says or anything else. It's what we want to do. And this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And everybody better get on board or you're gone, including federal judges. It's the way I'm looking at it. Because basically every court ruling so far that's been that's come up on these things uh, in the last couple of weeks, as far as mandating mandating of these injections, even though the plaintiffs have the law on their side, got it dead to rights, it's a slam dunk. The judges routinely rule against them, rule in the favor of the government and their. Uh, bogus policies of using these injections to further control people's lives. And it happened with the uh, case of uh, the the, um, 
Houston Methodist Hospital down there in Dallas, and, and you know, excuse me, in Houston. Um, they had 26,000 employees. They mandated everybody had to be injected, and about 170 of them didn't want to. Out of that, I think 117 actually filed suit, and a Reagan appointee judge ruled against them and basically called them everything but a white boy for even having the audacity to come up with something and thinking that they had, you know, personal autonomy rights um, and that they had to either, they had a choice of either taking it or go find another job. Well, guess what? It's only a matter of time before you either take it or you don't work because you can't find another job because all these jackass employers are following the lead of the administration and trying to force people to take these things and until everybody dies off from the shots, then, you know, we'll just take over. But until that time happens, you know, we've got to put, it's going to be a major pain in the butt to put up with this stuff. But, you know, such as, you know, nobody said it was going to be easy to be a patriot or to be a constitutionalist or to stand on what's right. You know, that's all there is to it. You know, you're going to, you're going to have downsides when you're dealing with these kind of criminals and that's is actually is exa exactly what they are they are criminals they're trying to mandate that you take some kind of foreign substance into your body against your will for absolutely no reasonable pur purpose whatsoever you know you have to always go back and look at the fact what are we dealing with here we're dealing with an alleged illness that has a 99.97 plus percent survival rate for virtually everybody except the people that are circling the drain from comorbidities. You know, whether you're 20 years old or 120 years old, if you ha are healthy, otherwise don't have a bunch of things like type 2 diabetes or morbid obesity and things like that, you know, you got no problem with this illness. It has a lower, you know, it's got a greater survival rate than the flu. And the flu, ain't, I mean, you never saw us doing any of this stuff for the flu. We didn't shut down economies. We didn't destroy people's lives and livelihoods. We didn't mess up the uh, mental status of our children. Uh, we didn't close down schools every year because of the seasonal flu but it kills more people than COVID did. You know, virtually all forms of all, uh, all forms of death last year were basically gone, done away with. Nobody died of anything except COVID according to the official numbers. That's the only way they could keep this, the insanity and the fear going. They had to adjust and tweak everything so that whatever happened, you died of COVID. You know, you fell out of a, a airplane at 30,000 or 20,000 feet, splat on the sidewalk, but nope, you tested positive for COVID, so that's what killed you. Yeah, right. Or you got double tap uh, gunshot wounds to the chest, but, oh, let's do a COVID test. Yep, he's got COVID, he died of COVID. Or the uh, like the thing I posted on Facebook and my uh, Telegram channel recently, a guy sitting in the doctor's office with an arrow through his head. Doctor says, "Well, looks to me at first first glance that you've got an arrow through your head, but I'll do a COVID test just to make sure." <laughs> yeah, right. 
And Alan says, ultimately, we're dealing with an egocentric elite who want to force their will on us. That's exactly what it is. They're trying to basically push us into socialism. They're trying to scare everybody so much that people will willingly do whatever they're told because they're told that whatever they do will ultimately take them back to normal. And they ought to know by now that that's not the case. You know, what have they been saying all along? You have to take, you know, you know, wear face diapers to flatten the curve and we'll go back to normal. Then it was get the injections and we'll go back to normal. What are they saying now? Even though you've been fully injected, you still got to wear face diapers. You know, they're their own worst enemies, <laughs> you know, to anybody that has two brain cells to rub together with any common sense whatsoever. They can see the hypocrisy and the lying that's constantly flowing out of the mouths of these people. And this is a little meme that I posted the other day. To effectively brainwash and mind control a population, you first need fear. You then need a ritual or ceremony which relieves the fear. The ritual must be simple so anyone can do it, a.k.a. face diapers, getting a needle in the arm. You must make average people feel like heroes for doing exactly as they're told. The tyrant is best served by being in full control of the fear, plus manufacturing the ritual that removes the fear. That pre-manufactured ritual will in turn trick the public into participating in their own enslavement and brings them willingly into the iron grip of the tyrant. And I think that the given credit for that is a Jason Kristoff, if I can read the fine print. It's absolutely accurate. You know, they are just scaring the living crap out of the average American Lubus Americanus sheeple. And because of that, these people will do anything they're told. You know, I've noticed here recently in the last few days, an uptick in the number of people wearing face diapers again. You know, CDC comes out with something and boom. You know, it's it's amazing that people just do whatever they're told by these yutzes rather than realize that, hey, wait a minute, last week they said it was okay. Now they're saying it's not okay. And they've changed their position how many times in the last year and a half? Every time you turn around, face mask, no face mask, face mask, no face mask, you know, socialist distance. Oh, you're fine. You know, whatever. It's they're just jerking people around. And these people are up, down, up, down, up, down, up. Down. OK, OK, OK. What is the matter with you idiots? <laughs> Not present company, obviously, but Ubus Americanus generally dumb public, the sheeple. I'm embarrassed to say that I, I'm, you know, if they claim to be Americans, I don't want to be. That's what it boils down to. These people are so freaking stupid. They will believe anything these morons tell them. They cannot think for themselves. And again, you got to go back to the original thing. This illness is nothing. 99.97% survival rate if you get it. And if you get it, you've got virtually, you know, everything we're seeing, lifetime immunity to not only it, but all the so-called alleged non-existent variants. 
but people don't believe science. You know, I'm, I'm going to be making up another meme as soon as I get the wording straight and probably a T-shirt will come out of it, too. I am pro real science and that in and of itself makes me anti-vaccine, anti-mask, anti-everything. <laughs> and that's the truth. If you truly believe the science, if you truly look at what's going on, if you truly dig into it, you cannot possibly be pro-science and pro-injections, pro-face diapers and all this other stuff because there's no science that backs either of those things up. There's no science backing face masks, even in surgery. And that's what, you know, I've been researching this since this mess started. And I even started digging around. I said, what about masks in surgery? And I found the only study I could find was one that was done within the last five or 10 years. And they took a surgical team and they did, you know, an even number of surgeries, you know, same types of cases. The only thing different was the patient. But basically, <clears throat> You had half the surgeries were done where the team was wearing face masks. The other half was done when the team was not wearing face masks. And the number of post-surgical infections was higher in the face mask group than the non-face mask group. What's that tell you? That goes right along with what we have been seeing, you know, I've been talking with uh, Unplugged about, which is the uh, so-called virus or germ theory which is just that. It's a theory. It's never been proven. And uh, he pops right in here just on cue. <laughs> but basically, the, uh, the fact that this bogus belief that germs that, you know, alleged bacteria and viruses spread infection, there's no proof to that whatsoever. It's just something that the medical community got a hold of years ago and started pushing as fact when in fact all it was was a theory and they have never been able to prove the theory to make it fact you know they've never been able to take bacteria from a healthy person or from a sick person put it into a healthy person and make the healthy person sick with the same symptoms that they have with the sick person it's never been done even with the spanish flu in 1918 even with covid uh, that's why you have, you know, these situations on the cruise ships where people were stuck for a week or two in their stateroom together. One person had COVID, the other one didn't. If the germ theory was truly functional, both people would have been sick. There's no question. You know, you, can, you can't be in that close proximity for that length of time and not come down with the same thing if the theory is fact, which it's not. So... You know, you've got to look at all this stuff, but the bottom line is real science does not support anything that the powers that be, the government, the CDC, the Hyden Biden, Joe and the Ho administration, abomination, I should say. It's not an administration, it's abomination. It does not support anything that they're doing. They're just pulling this stuff out of their backsides and throwing it against the wall and seeing what sticks. And the generally dumb public, oh, okay, you want me to wear a face diaper across my butt? All right. You know, these people are absolutely unbelievable. It's just, you know, I, I walk into a grocery store and I see these, I, I just feel terrible for these little kids. You got idiot parents who believe what they're hearing from the morons at the CDC and from the morons in the White House. 
and it's bad enough that they do it to themselves, but then they do it to the little children. And you've got these little kids that are forced to wear these stupid face masks, making them sick, causing all kinds of health issues. And you got to realize that when you vastly increase the amount of carbon dioxide to a 30 pound person compared to a 130 pound or a 200 or 330 pound person, there is a major change in these little kids. It hits them much faster because they're so much smaller. And when you decrease the oxygen, increase the carbon dioxide and all the other crap that they're forced to breathe, the exhalation, the toxins that are being spent out of the body, they're supposed to be dissipated in the air, but instead it's being recycled right back into the kid. That is going to have deleterious effects on those kids. And these idiot parents that force their children to do this, it's just unconscionable. It it just makes me so sick to to see this. It's it's a shame. Hey Rebecca, good to see you. <laughs> oh my goodness, getting to my rant here, but uh, looks like we're just about out of time in this first segment. My goodness, it's gone fast. But uh, you know that's the thing, and we're going to get into a little bit more. But this this you know so called uh, opinion or ruling or whatnot from the Department of Justice is yet more. Uh, government bogus crap that has no force and effect. And um, I'm going to see during a break if I can track down the actual laws <laughs> that they're ignoring uh, to make their little statements. But, um, you know, they're they're just doing it to give people cover. They come up with this thing, yeah, the DOJ said it's okay for private businesses to mandate it. Nobody looks into it. Nobody says, but wait a minute, here's the real law. Or what does the Constitution have to say? Because any law that's passed that's not in pursuance of the Constitution is null and void and does not have to be obeyed, period, and cannot be enforced. And that's something that uh, we're going to look at as well. I might have to get into the actual underlying law on these things. But it's getting uh, it's getting crazy. And um, we should be hearing music here in just a second or so. And I just want to say I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, get ready for some ranting. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back in three minutes with the next thing. Cancer research, the biggest revenue. They make all those billions lying to me and you. The same folks that brought you this toxic sewer are now going to bring us all a cure. Somehow I just don't think so. Now the IRS gets billions from people like you and me. Then Medicare pumps it back to the drug lords. And we're back with the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And we're going to go right to the phones here. We've got a caller coming in from, uh, looks like Beaver Creek, Ohio. Hello, caller. How you doing? Hello. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I just have a uh, quick question, whether you're aware that the uh, CDC is recalling PCR tests. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually going to call uh, 
cover that today if I got to around to it. Um, there's been oh, some okay. Okay, that they're uh, uh, the big thing is they, it can't differentiate between um, uh, COVID and the flu, which, you know, that's just the tip well, of the iceberg. That's a very, very important issue because uh, I have read that a good number of employees are going to be demanded to, to take, if they decide not to uh, take the injection, they're going to be demanded to regularly test for this stuff. And we don't know what's in these tests. They're, they tell you to social distance six six feet apart, and yet they're shoving something way up to your brain. Now something's That's, wrong with that, you know? The CDC, even though the CDC you know? basically withdraws the authorization, that's not going to stop these companies from continuing to use them, unfortunately. Um, we've well, we got to, what everybody has to get uh, on the ball and find out what's in these PCR tests. Because uh, um, from research and everything that I've been in, uh, getting into, um, it's not good. And a lot of it is pretty close to a vaccine itself. In fact, if you do the research, I believe that they even uh, inoculate animals, cattle, I believe, through the nose. So just mm -hmm. a heads up for everybody, um, the PCR test is something different, too. we got to figure out what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to be tested, injected or anything. Nobody's sticking anything up my nose. Um, I've seen too much that these mm -hmm. swabs have uh, yeah. different things on them um, that, that you can but actually. Unfortunately, the majority, of the, test. The, the majority of the population is going to, unfortunately, the majority of the population is going to think yeah. that that's going to be a great option. I don't have to take the injection I can just go do this and yet they, it might not be it might be the same thing we just don't know yeah you know Hosea 4 6 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and uh, mm -hmm. you know, people don't do the research so it, shame it, on them you know the information is out there. Any, mm -hmm. any I'm sorry I'm getting beat, wants beat back I don't mean to interrupt you let's do it mm -hmm. get it and uh, I've reached the point but, uh, Mm -hmm. if they don't get it that's their problem you know. yes yeah but i just just uh, people with their children and unfortunately i I've, I've heard that a lot of schools uh even mandate that their children uh take these tests um i don't know I'm whether they're anybody that still has their children in a public school is a bad parent period that's all there is right, to right right you know, true must that's true uh-huh you know, if you have children, they are your responsibility. They are your number one responsibility. And you cannot you know, just slough them off on some government group that is going to destroy them. And if you do, you're a bad right. parent, period. You know, these people are whining up and down about the, you know, critical race theory and wearing face diapers and classes and all that junk. They should be saying our kids are no longer going to be in your schools, period. It's not this, you need I to get this junk out. The, you know, even if you take all that stuff out, this, they're still cesspools. They're still indoctrination centers. There's no getting away from that. That's just the nature of the beast. So the thing to do is I get- I agree with you 100%, out. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but unfortunately, I mean, um, a lot of these parents are very young. Um, they are in the belief that they're being taken care of. They believe everything they uh, see and hear in the news. They don't 
do any research, and a lot of them are just trying to make ends meet. So the their children are going to suffer for this. And um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think they have a choice. I think they have to start taking their children and and, and take taking care of them. You know that, but they're not going to look at it that way. You know they. I mean, I I, I knew I, I I'm here in Ohio, and I knew we were in trouble when. Um, these uh, fast uh, uh, face diapers weren't even uh, mandated right in the beginning. I go to a Kroger and I see like ninety some percent of people wearing these stupid things. I literally just sat in my parking lot and cried. You know, I knew we were in trouble already. Yeah, they just rolled. I knew we were doomed. You know? Yeah, I haven't worn them once yeah. this thing started, and I'm not going to. And uh, yeah. yeah, they mm-hmm. keep you know they they go in, they go out, they roll them up, they roll them down. Um, you know, my wife is, you know, is a nurse and was scheduled to go to Florida for some kind of conference uh, in a week. Right. And she called me yesterday and was upset because, well, they canceled our convention. I said, I probably, I could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> you know, number one, you why did they cancel it? Mm-hmm. Which the, they're the biggest Nazis in this whole thing. And uh, to think right. go to Florida when, and all they do is they, they adjust the numbers you know, come up with a bunch of fake numbers and say there's more cases. Oh, well, we got to cancel now. We can't have nurses from all over the country going to this one place, getting sick, and then bringing it home to everybody. It's all a crock. But uh, I know, I know. And the South is in deep trouble because they're, uh, well, they're not, uh, I don't know what they're going to do because they're very upset because, uh, you know, the numbers are very low into these injections. So good for them. I mean, they're smart people down there. And I don't know if you've also um, um, read that uh, I read on one of the articles that one of the African-Americans are have only have a 9% total injection rate. I don't know what the truth is to that. You might want to look into that. I wouldn't, be, 9%. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's reeling from the Tuskegee mm-hmm. experiments and all the other crazy things that have been done to them. I don't blame them a bit. You know, if you might I want to look into that little further, you might want to look into a little further. I, 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 you might want to just Google it. I believe I saw it in an article on well, before it's news. Uh, one of the, their sections there, and um, so it's and they had documentation on it. So you might want to look into that one, and that would be very. That's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, my my like I said before, uh, uh, you might get a, um, you know, an exemption from the injection hopefully if you're lucky but what i'm concerned about is you look one way and they're going to get you the other way um, there since they have um are recalling these tests um what are they going to come up with it's always something that's not going to be good and not to our benefit that's all i gotta say oh yeah you know if that's the thing you know know, like that she works in one of the largest medical centers in central ohio and uh, since I think it was 2003 when we initially filed it, we have a, re- a religious exemption on file. Originally, they had mm-hmm. a flu shot, but the way I wrote the thing, it covers virtually everything, including COVID stuff, including their testing and everything else. And, um, you know, the bottom line is God gave us an immune system that works just fine if you take care of it and it's able to deal with anything that comes down the pike. And uh, that's what we think. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're going to allow true. It. it's not going to take any injections. It's not going to go through the mandatory masking and uh, testing. Otherwise, uh, just ain't going to happen. 
Well, it's true. I, I, I'm, I'm in my mid-60s, and I haven't seen a doctor since, um, I want to say, 25 years or so. And I'm still alive to talk about it, and I walk every day, um, eat as nutritious as possible without going crazy about it, try to do everything I can. Yeah. And I think uh, looking at what's happened to my family members, including my dad, one of the way, quickest ways to die is to overdo going to the doctors and getting all these tests. That's They, they put my dad down as dying of cancer, but that's not true. They, he died from the fear of cancer because they had him do all these tests when he was an old man. And, yeah. and to the point that one test they did in there for exploratory reasons, and he wound up passing away from the surgery. Not, but they put down. Uh, I was really upset. They put down cause of death was cancer when he never had cancer. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was to find out if he had cancer. <laughs> yeah. I, I laugh about yeah. it now, but it, 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 I, I think these uh, these numbers are are all over the board um, on on really cause of death of people. Uh, I've learned um, to be a little careful. And before I go, another important point I'd like to bring out where we're really in trouble and we really have to start figuring out what to do is if you wind up in the hospital right now <clears throat> for whatever reason, um, you, you may get things done to you that you don't even know. I mean, because uh, from what I understand, there's some, such an incentive for hospitals to make extra money for tests and, and stats and all this stuff that um, the patient, I, I mean... It's scary to even go in the hospital for any reason whatsoever. And now you can't even, it's going to get bad again that you can't even go with your loved one and protect them. Yeah, that's the worst. You know, somebody gets stuck in the hospital. mm -hmm. There's no one there to stand up for them and make sure that they're not killed. And uh, I encourage everybody to go to my site and yourdiyhealth.com and hit the support info tab. And very close to the top, it's either the first or second thing, is an article called Death by Medicine. And it shows, it's the numbers that show that uh, MD-directed medicine is the number one cause of death in not only the U.S., but virtually every industrialized country. Right. You know. I don't even know if we have any. uh, When they start, mm -hmm. you know, saying how brilliant they are when they're the number one cause of death in the country. The best way to stay alive is to avoid MDs, period. As simple as that. Now, if you if you go to an attorney, I don't even know. I I don't even know if they would even help you with this. Since this situation is just so corrupt right now, I don't know if if you could even get some kind of a, a card or something that if you are in an emergency or something. I've seen some things like this on. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of something maybe America's uh, Front Doctors or something like that, or or one of these sites that has something like that. And um, like I said before, I, I, I'm more worried more about the, the test for some reason. I, that, I, I, think, I think that's a very serious issue coming up here, and we better figure also, out and what they're going to inject into everybody. Injections, mm-hmm. and they've got these little things on the side. Oh, but take this, you know, test this and make sure that you're okay. No, you ain't sticking that up my nose. <laughs> I've seen that's what's right. on the things. I mean, it's getting so crazy i even read the other day that they're coming up with an uh you don't even have to get an injection soon they're going to have some oral an oral quote vaccine mm-hmm. uh, that you I, I and i don't understand how that's going to be but if they already have from what I, my understanding the technology is so high that they even have a patch now that you can put on uh they 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 
the technology is just so great. We don't even know. We don't have the foggiest, I, yeah, I believe. You know, so. purposes, the one that they give the injections to a certain number of people, and then from there, they're spread from person to person just by pa- casual yes. contact. So and, you get and I, I, inoculated. Uh-huh, and you get the mm-hmm. so-called vaccine from somebody else without even being stuck. That's what right, the, right. That's like the tr- the transmission uh, situation. Is that what you mean? Yeah. No. And you yeah, know, so all kinds of things they're working on because they know there's so much pushback, and uh, it's it's going to get it's going to get bad. There's no question. Yeah. And like I said before, it's it's at the point now where you worry more about going to the hospital than anything else. Oh, I would because, never. Because uh, that's uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, try to try. Yeah, emergency room would probably be the worst. But uh, you know, I, I I I just never thought I'd see this country get to this point where you know you're afraid to even you know. I, I mean, right is you know it's the right is obvious, and yet people are just they just don't think. Yeah, yes. Uh, I yep. I I know I know people that have been taking care of themselves worry about what kind of water they drink, uh, uh, everything, it, it, it do exercise and everything. But they were the first in line for this stuff. And I, I, and I scratch my head. I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I can't figure it out. And you try to tell them something and they've just uh, the opposite. And I think they're just consumed with fear. And, oh. um, you know, mm-hmm. they're ignorant. And because of that, they're easily scared and once they're scared they just get worse and worse and worse because you know, you're bombarded with it every day all day and they don't have the sense to turn the tv off i mean that's the number one cure for this thing is just turn off the stupid television and at least change the channel yeah. and they just I, yeah. out by continually watching the same shows over and over again and just getting more scared and more scared and you know, but the doctors are the worst because my um, my my uh, brother actually went to his doctor for advice, and that was the worst thing he could have ever done. You know, you know what happened after that. Mm-hmm. They just uh, loved these people, love their doctors, and that's we become a society that wants to be loved and taken care of. And when you have the sweetheart of a doctor, talk a good talk, and, and a lot of them do. You know, my my elderly my elderly mother is a good example of that. She just thinks her doctor walks on water. Unfortunately, I've been able to straighten her out here, and she hasn't. She's in her 80s and does everything she wants to do. She's healthy as you can, you know, unbelievable. And if something was to, if they were to give her something, they're not they're not going to connect the dots. They're going to tell you, oh, it couldn't have been. She's so she's almost 90 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to be something that a lot of people are going to admit that caused the 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 the, the issue. But um, if if people want to know the truth, it's out there. My my biggest concern is that by people remaining ignorant, it's going to bring us all down. The mm-hmm. more people that wake up, you know, it it it's, the more people that wake up, the the better it's going to be. But I'm not so sure where we're at right now. I mean, because I see so much stupidity out there, it's not even funny. Well, it's not yeah, even funny. for several months now, get yourself ready, get prepared, because you know it's going to get. You know, last night I was at church. Guy said, "What do you think? It's it's going to get worse before it gets better." 
you know, it's yeah. dark. Yeah, I, 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 I really believe that it, it will too. And I think all we can do is uh, try to get a support system. That's what I, I, I mean, I'm a little late on that. I'm trying to talk to individuals. I mean, that's what they're ultimately trying to do is with the with the face diapers is shut us up because mm-hmm. I, I just see the difference now when I even go to the market or anywhere else. I, I talk to people, I laugh and everything else before. I mean, everybody was walking around like an idiot. You know what I mean? And um, I, I would try to go, at least people should try to go into these places like the market and or, or grocery store or whatever at least wait till they tell you, hey, hey, get that thing on. No, they walk right in with it, you know, because that that uh, you know that's what I try to do. I try to not. I tried in the past not to make trouble, but I, I'd make it. I wouldn't make it easy on them. I would go in without one, you know, and then or usually I'd say, oh, I'm I'm on my way. I'm done. I'm on my way out. You know what I mean? But uh, most people just comply automatically, and what it is hard is going to be the traveling because. You're lucky if you don't have an obligation. In another, I have an obligation with my mother and the other side of the country. Thank goodness it's in this country. Hopefully they don't start with that stuff. And you have to wear this junk on your face. You know what I mean? There's no way getting around it. You, I mean, there, it, it, and, and it, but it, until that obligation is done, I would never sit foot in a plane for anything again probably, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just sad. You know. I made mine. I will not wear a face mask, period. I will not mm-hmm. take a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I will not be tested. And I will not allow mm-hmm. anybody to even suggest it. And, you know, like I said, yeah. I'm There's happy times when you can't. in the medical mm-hmm. community, you know, that wants to try and push the issue because their they're work, they're been ice. You know, everything the medical community does is is... You know, Max Planck said science advances one funeral at a time, and that's especially true when it comes to allopathic medicine. Some idiot decided years ago, oh, let's wear face diapers. Okay. They didn't have any science to back it up to say that it was worth doing or that it had that it worked at all. They just started doing it, and all of a sudden that became the accepted norm, and everybody's doing it now. They're wrapped around that axle. And uh, so it's very simple for well, medical community is oh yeah hope, or a face mask well yeah i i that's that's uh, that is just insane how nobody in the middle uh, you know how they all band together they know it's wrong um you see all these numbers and uh, they ignore all that they uh, um the medical people have access to to things that we don't have access to they know the numbers how can they live with themselves i, I really don't know i really well, don't know thing. They refuse to look, you know, when it comes to vaccines, doctors know nothing about them. You know, they're told in medical oh, school I know. By, the, by the drug companies that vaccines are safe and effective. That's all you need to know and give them to everybody. And that's what they do. Well, I have, to me. My brother-in-law is, in a, in, in, my brother-in-law is a doctor in internal medicine and he pushes this stuff like you wouldn't believe. And I, and I finally said one time, okay, can you tell me what's in it? Oh, he couldn't tell me anything. He didn't tell me what's in it or anything else. He just said, well, you got to go with the science. No, I got to go with logic, I told him. Tell me what is in this thing. Listen, I'll go and with science. Know what's the problem in is, is what they're promoting as science isn't. It's witchcraft. I know. Say that it, it is science it is. can't prove it because it's not. And I, 
Yeah, and it is getting to the point where you know you just want to pull your hair out because you know you you got you that as I said before, uh, the, unfortunately these people are all going to bring all of us down until people really start waking up and start saying you know what, it, it, you know it, life is not this is not the way to live life you know we got to get our brains working again and realize you know it's not just us it's our children you know what i mean it's 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 unbelievable though people just have to start waking up and real and start doing the right thing and start using their heads that's all i have to say but anyway i take enough and enough of your time i appreciate you listening to me well no problem glad you're out there listening to me (laughs) appreciate you calling in yeah and i i I enjoy your show i hope i didn't overdo it (laughs) oh no no you're welcome to call in anytime. You know, the Thank I always you. say that the, the the most interesting part of the show is when people call in and we have a chance to, you know, have, uh, you know, discussion back and forth. Yeah, I, I uh, yes, I, I, and I, unfortunately, like I said before, people just have to start getting together while they can right now and start thinking about what they're going to do, you know. Yep, find people like-minded that you know that you can work with, and basically set up private organizations or you know co-ops, whatever you want to call it, where you can everybody brings something to the table, and you're able to you know support one another because it's going to reach a point where you know we may very well be pushed to the position like they're doing in France, where you know unless you have your shots, you can't go to the grocery store. What are you going to do? Yep. You know? Well, what they want us to—they want us all to be afraid to talk, and that's yeah. where it's all starting. They want us not to communicate with one another. That's and what better church, way to do it. Yeah, with churches and the restaurants and the bars when all this started, because that's where all the conversation happens. Just look at the founding of the country. You know, it was restaurants, pubs. Mm-hmm. That's where all the talk took place that brought us to the mm-hmm. point. Or not, and the churches. Uh, you know, 70 years of the Great Awakening where t- church, you know, pastors were preaching about liberty and personal rights. Right. <laughs> That's the thing we have very little yeah. of today, unfortunately. That's Most of the churches are co-opted. But um, there are some good ones out there still. And uh, just have to find one of those, too. Yes. yes. Well, thank you so much for listening to me. And um, I appreciate you there and enjoy um, listening to your show every week, and I'm glad you have the technical stuff taken out. You know, Don't keep <laughs> straightened out. I mean, uh, I'm also on another network every every day in the afternoon from one to two p.m. or oh. one to three now. One. The information's on my website. What? Oh, okay, okay. I'll go in there and look. And thank At, you so much for talking to me. Website, and it's a very easy thing. You click the link, and boom, it's Eurofolk Radio Network. Um, but you just click the uh-huh. link. And it'll take you right to the show at 1 p.m. And today we have a, a constitutionalist and historian that you will be amazed by. Trust me, uh, you'll learn things about history and the founding of this country that you never dreamed. Um, every week, mm-hmm. I've had him on. His name is Mike Gaddy, and I've had him on for about two years now. Every Thursday afternoon, and it is just such an education. I mean, stuff that you never learned in school—that's for sure. But, Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you. I'll, I'll look for that. All righty. Well, thanks so much for calling in. And, and again, thanks for listening. Thank, thank you for being out there and uh, and calling in. And and don't be a stranger. Call anytime. 
Thank you. And thank you for being out there. You have a good day. So much. Have a good one. All right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always good to have uh, callers. Uh, I think that's the most important and the most interesting part of the show was when people come in and we have, uh, you know, feedback from the listeners and uh, what's, what's on their minds and that kind of thing. And uh, at the same time, we got the chat room, which is just a, uh, a, a gold mine. And unfortunately today I haven't had a chance to look at too much, but um, let's see here. Where was the one I was trying to find? I think get real scrolled up here. <laughs> uh uh, oh goodness gracious, where'd it go? Uh, most people, oh yeah, here it is. Alan said, most people in my Canadian city are so brainwashed that if one of our main radio stations were to play this show, a lot of people's heads would metaphorically explode. <laughs> They'd have a mental breakdown. Uh, we need more of that. You know, that's the whole problem is, uh, you know, the amount of cognitive dissonance out there is just astounding. And I see this even, you know, talking with folks in my church and different places uh, when you try and I try and uh, tell them about the uh, germ theory and the fact that it's nothing but a theory. It's never been proven. And, oh, you know, but they they are so wrapped around that axle. They've been told all their lives, you know, wash your hands, do this. You're going to get sick. You know, I have eaten a Hour number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, host Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And um, I wanted to look a little bit into, again, that ruling or opinion, I guess you could call it, <laughs> uh, by the uh, Office of Legal Counsel of the Department of Justice <clears throat> regarding uh, whether or not private businesses could mandate uh, these injections. First off, you know, they call it vaccination, which it is not. These things do not uh, comply or qualify for the actual um, definition, the legal or scientific definition of a vaccine, because they do not protect, they do not keep you from uh, contracting or spreading any illness, and therefore they are not in compliance they don't fall under the actual definition of a vaccine. They do, however, fall under what my definition of a bioweapon. Uh, but the thing is, is there's nothing 
you know, all these idiots at the DOJ did was look for some, you know, look for something in the law that says there, that didn't say that you couldn't do it. And since it was not mentioned, they said, well, <laughs> I guess it's okay if they don't say specifically you can't. But they didn't bother looking at the, you know, the section of law that deals with emergency use authorizations and um, and these kind of drugs and this kind of thing, or they would have found. Uh, I found it before. I'm looking now. I'm just having a problem digging it up at this point. Um, but I have found in the past the section where it actually said that you cannot make anything that's granted an emergency use authorization mandatory, either in the public or the private sector. You know, people have a choice one way or the other. And even beyond that, constitutionally speaking, people have always have the choice, whether it's emergency use authorization or, you know, down the road here in the next month or so, you know, it's becoming quite apparent at this point that the FDA is going to be granting full authorization to these bioweapons, which is just unbelievably unconstitutional and criminal um, based on the fact. I mean, when you look back at the H1N1 or the swine flu uh, vaccine that killed, what, 25 to 50 people, and they yanked that puppy from the market in a heartbeat. Here we're looking at 25 to 50,000 at least minimum that have died so far, probably a whole lot more than that. And they're going to give them full approval. That's absolutely criminal. And it's all being pushed by the, the Biden abomination. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And I saw, I forget who it was, somebody on TV yesterday was talking about that. They said that, you know, President Trump, you know, cut the red tape and put, you know, pulled the right buttons and everything to get emergency use authorization for these things, which, you know, as far as I'm concerned, shame on him. Um, but now they're saying, why doesn't Trump Biden do the same thing? <laughs> he is, you know, that's what I can't get over. He is doing that. He's pushing pressure, putting pressure on the FDA. I, I would imagine that they were probably hesitant to do this because they know how bad it is, and even they aren't that criminal. But uh, he's putting pressure on them to give an authorization so that they supposedly can. I know, at least for the military, they will make it that way. And now he's saying virtually all federal employees, um, which, you know, the one thing I can say is down the road, there's going to be a whole lot of job openings if you want to work for the federal government or if you want to be in the military. Because the military's thing right now, it looks like it, they're going to be doing it if, you know, you either take the jab or you're out, which, you know, normally would be take the jab or be court-martialed. But they probably figure there's going to be so many people refusing that the military courts would be so tied up that they're just saying you'll be kicked out of the military. And the question is, what kind of discharge are they going to end up with? If they refuse the what they can, you know, they'll they'll believe it's a lawful order, even though it's not. And if they refuse to comply with this order, that would be grounds for dishonorable discharge, insubordination. And that's really going to be an issue. If you have thousands and thousands of military personnel kicked out of the military, given dishonorable discharges, and that's going to be stuck, they'll be stuck with that for the rest of their life. And 
you know, it, it would be interesting to see how many people would buckle at that point. Um, you know, it's hard to say, but I'd hate to be in that position. I'm glad I have my honorable discharge. I'm out <laughs> and I would never recommend going back in. <sighs> but, you know, for some reason, I am not finding it in this section. This is section 21 USC 360 BBB-3. <laughs> and it's authorization for medical use of medical products and uh, use in emergencies. Um, this may not be the right section. But uh, anyway, I have seen it somewhere. You know, I had more time to do some digging and I found it before. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, the Geneva Convention and the Nuremberg Code. And the Nuremberg Code, which you know, virtually all the major countries, including the United States, uh, have signed on to. And it is very plain. Uh, let me see here. Pulling that one up. Nuremberg Code, Directives for Human Experimentation. Number one, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should, should be situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This latter element requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, there should be made known to him the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment the duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon the individual who initiates directs or engages in the experiment it is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity number two <laughs> The experiment should be uh, such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society unprocurable by other methods or means of study and not random and unnecessary in nature. But number one is the main thing. Um, let me, I'm just going to glance through the other ones here. Um, uh, <laughs> The degree of risk to, uh, to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. So in other words, you know, is it, uh, is it vi viable or proper if you have a disease that has a 99.97 plus percent survival rate that you subject someone to potential death as a result? Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So anyway, but that's a law, that's international law that the United States has signed on to. So that in and of itself, item number one of the Nuremberg Code specifically prohibits exactly what's going on with these injections. If you go to your local pharmacy and ask to see a package insert for the COVID-19 injection, they'll hand you a piece of blank paper. Yeah. 
it tells it says absolutely nothing there's nothing on it because they don't want to tell people what's in it and they don't want to tell people what the possible negative effects would be so that in and of itself shows you this total violation of the nuremberg code and just one more reason you know and that's the thing that this crock from the uh, office of legal counsel these people should be ashamed of themselves for issuing this kind of a thing it's absolutely unbelievable <laughs> that the u.s department of justice which is not really a u.s agency by the way it's under the control of international powers that they would issue something like this it's just yeah and just disgusting but people will just you know they won't look into the what actually was done or what they looked at here emergency use authorization status under the food drug and cosmetics act does not prevent public and private entities from imposing vaccine requirements because it doesn't discuss those things it's not part of the food drug and cosmetics act they just look for some spot they found them okay let's look at this paragraph hey this paragraph doesn't say that you can't do it therefore you can <laughs> that is just unbelievable and these people try to pass themselves off as lawyers attorneys give me a break it's absolutely disgusting and that's what we have to look that's what the government is in this day and age they were told by the biden abomination we want this outcome find a way to get it to us and that's what they did because it goes right along with their plans to destroy this country too people need to stand up to it i don't care what your stupid ruling says you are not going to mandate this on me and i'm praying that there's some judges out there that will see through this garbage and actually rule properly they'll probably be taken off the bench or killed but uh better to die doing the right thing than to live doing the wrong thing is my way i look at it there are some things that are worse than death it's living with yourself after you've done something like this in one expense anyway um <laughs> rebecca says when i would not sign the blood transfusion waiver at the hospital way back when i had a baby the anesthesiologist looked at my husband right in the eye in front of me and said, you know that you can override her decision. <laughs> I'd have slapped that sucker. <laughs> Doctors are so annoying and arrogant. You're darn right they are. They think their poop don't stink. Uh, man. Anyway, let's see here. Well, I'm looking at the ooh, a bunch of bees. <laughs> the hive mind unplug says in the Stu peters show post a link there's a segment an interview in which he did with a son of a woman in a hospital in mississippi that is on a ventilator the woman was given ivermectin and her condition improved imagine that the head doctor at the hospital removed that treatment and said ivermectin would not be used in his hospital you know slap that sucker the family should have pulled her out after removing the ivermectin and putting her back on the ventilator, her condition worsened. Her son's trying to get her out of the hospital and trying to get her ivermectin from America's frontline doctors. <laughs> Go to your local TSC, Quality Farm and Fleet. Oh, man. Good grief. Yeah, I had a friend that uh, he and his whole family came down with the stuff, and I went to the store and got him some ivermectin from uh, 
DSC. You took it down to him, and it worked. Not saying I'm not recommending that people do that, but, you know, there are certain things you can do as a last resort. You know, if I had a choice, you know, I would have the regular human-grade stuff, but, uh, you know, in a pinch, you do what you got to do. Field expedient stuff. You know, I'm a Marine. You know, <laughs> you find anything that works. I've been a fan of the onion since I was 15. <laughs> yeah, I love the onion. I'm glad when Chris switched over to them because I was tired of some of the crap even Fox News puts out there. Uh, let's see. Spent 24 7 for a bit over two years helping my dad with the challenging sur- challenges surrounding his cancer situation. Shortly after that, I targeted smoking. Or I started smoking. Shame on you. <laughs> nurse I met told me that similar situations cause a lot of nurses to start smoking. Yeah, stress. Want to find a, a nutrient that nullifies cigarette cravings. Plant-derived minerals. Dr. Wallach swears by it. Um, in many cases, these cravings that you get are, you know, basically it's due to nutrient deficiencies and the uh, whether it's the nicotine or, you know, whether it's chocolate or whatever, you're fulfilling, you're filling a, uh, it's like a crutch that basically helps deal with the nutrient deficiency. But if you start using plant-derived minerals, you probably find that the uh, cravings for the nicotine and all the other stuff start to wane. Yeah, and you may need to use more than just, a, you know, an ounce or two a day. You might have to do, you know, up the dosage a little bit. But, um you know, that's something you could try. And it's, you know, at, at 22 bucks a bottle, uh, and it, it's relatively inexpensive, but it would be worth a shot. But I've heard of other people who have had good luck uh, dealing with it. I know that when I start using minerals, all the cravings for salty and greasy snacks and chocolate and things like that, uh, donuts, you know, sugar, all that went away for me. So, but I, you know, I haven't smoked in years. I used to smoke a pipe and cigars. And uh, I just stopped, you know, it was before I started doing longevity. I just stopped doing it. And uh, I still, every once in a while, would like to have a, either a pipe or a cigar, but I don't, uh, haven't uh, done alcohol in years either. Same kind of thing. Anyway, do, 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 do. I downloaded the fact sheet for recipients and uh, caregivers for all four available injections. They are almost identical. They will tell you all you need to know in black and white. You're being offered, uh, you are being offered, may prevent. It is your choice to receive unapproved. There is no FDA approval. Um, Serious and unexpected side effects may occur still being studied, clinical trials, no information on the use of blank with other uh, Vs, vaccines, has not undergone the same type of review and FDA-approved clearance process. Just some of the wording. Yep. Since the onset of this pandemic, I would say every entity has lost credibility. Everyone in the government pretty much has, you know, from... The, the fact that uh, the, the CDC keeps waffling on things, obviously, you know, the fact that Fauci is still there and talking. I mean, that little schmuck should have been booted out when Trump was still there. They should have got rid of that little turd. 
and the fact that he hasn't, that he's still allowed to, you know, go on the air, that in and of itself tells me more than it's worth. Um, even the Republicans, you know, these guys are, you know, supposedly the great Republican conservatives, not a one of them is standing up and saying, telling the truth about these injections. Not a one. You know, find me somebody. I have yet to see it. Any of these so-called, you know, even, you know, people like Jim Jordan, uh, Lauren Boebert, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Find me one clip where they have said that these injections are killing people and I would not take one. They're unsafe. Anything like that. Even the so-called good guys are not being good guys. And it's, just, it's a shame. But it, it tells you where we're at. You know, you've got to do your own research. You have to take responsibility for yourself and for that of your family, your loved ones. You cannot put your life in their hands. It's, it, it, it's insane. Let's see here. My dad had epileptic seizures when I was in the Canadian Army, and for some reason that caused him to have a honorable dis or dishonorable discharge for having seizures. That's nuts. Doesn't surprise me, but it's nuts. <laughs> good grief, man! Good heavens! Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Try raising my dose of plant-derived minerals. There you go. Give it a shot. You know, can't hurt. You know, it's not going to, that's a nice thing. You know, minerals, you know, they're not going to hurt you. Start doing hemp seeds. And wow, I don't know what is what it's doing, but I feel great. Hey, that's good. Gotta love it. You know, hemp is a fantastic product. You know, it, it's natural. Um, it's been demonized over the years. You know, they lumped it in, and that was all the textile companies that basically they lumped hemp in with, with marijuana, two separate, uh, completely separate uh, you know, plants, but they hemp lot, you know, kind of locked them in together because hemp is so diverse. I mean, so many different things you can do in versatile um, that, you know, the, the quality of fabric that you can make with hemp is so much better than what you get from cotton. You know, you have clothes that last longer, they cost less money. Uh, hemp is so much easier to grow and harvest than cotton. Good grief. And uh, the, the cotton growers knew that if hemp got a foothold, they would uh, be out of business. And that's what's been going on for years and years and years is the textile industry is trying to keep hemp from getting out there. You know, when you look at something as simple as toilet paper, you know, you have trees that get, you know, take years to grow. You, know, you lose, you know, so many trees got to be cut down to make so many rolls of toilet paper. And you can make a whole lot more with hemp and it grows in a couple of months. I mean, it, it's just so versatile. I think, I don't know if it was Henry Ford or somebody actually made a car chassis out of hemp, if I remember right. Um, just amazing what you can do with that stuff. But uh, hopefully one of these days... You know, somehow or another, people will come to their senses and start doing more with hemp because it's great stuff. And the seeds, yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Let's see, found that Ultimate Classic messes up my di your digestion. Hmm. Uh, get soft stools. 
went back to plant-derived minerals and no more digestive issues. Hmm. That's a first. Haven't heard of it, but you know, what does plant-derived minerals taste like? It's uh, kind of if just a flat, uh, flat-out uh, plant-derived minerals. The basic stuff tastes like water that's been sitting in a garden hose for a while. It's got that kind of a metallic taste. Um, they also, if you, you know, you mix it with, you know, uh, whether, you know, I mix it with Ultimate Classic every day if it were, or Beyond Tangy Tangerine or even orange juice or something like that, um, you won't even notice it. Uh, you can also get uh, cherry mints or strawberry kiwi mints, which are the same thing, but one has cherry flavoring and the other one has strawberry kiwi flavoring. It's like a buck a bottle more, um, which they did specifically for kids. And, uh, I haven't tasted them, but I've heard other people tell me they taste great. Uh, so, yeah, you can get the flavored version, but just the plain plant minerals is kind of a metallic-y taste. And, again, if you mix it with something, you won't even notice it. It's just like water. But uh, because it's got minerals in it, it's like water that's been sitting in a garden hose. <laughs> this is the best way of describing it. Uh, let's see here. Still got a couple of minutes before the break, and yeah, I'm not going to go any more into this emergency uh, or this garbage from the uh, Department of Justice. Suffice it to say, it's a crock. I will say one thing here, and this will probably, I probably got just enough time to read it. This is details from American jurisprudence on unconstitutional laws, and this is by James Wesley Rawls, who is the guy that wrote Patriots, which is a phenomenal uh book it's a novel that's basically wrapped around the end of society as we know it and um, i encourage everybody to get a copy and read it it's based every chapter is like a different type of situation in a survival novel one is like storing food storing you know, gas for long periods uh doing uh, emergency medical uh, procedures uh all kinds of stuff it's a great book but anyway this is uh footnotes uh, from section 195 of American Jurisprudence, uh, second edition, volume 16, uh, which is a conflict of laws of the constitutional law, 1-359. The general rule is that an unconstitutional statute, whether federal or state, though having the form and name of law, is in reality no law, but is wholly void and ineffective for any purpose since un unconstitutionality dates from the time of its enactment and not merely from the date of the decision so branding it an unconstitutional law, in legal contemplation it is inoperative as if it had never been passed and never existed. That is, it is void ab initio, which means from the very beginning. Such a statute leaves the question that it purports to set it follows that generally the statute imposes no duties, confers no rights, creates no office or liabilities, bestows no power or authority on anyone, affords no uh, protection, is incapable of creating any rights or obligations, does not allow for the granting of any relief, and justifies no acts performed under it. Once a statute is determined to be unconstitutional, no private citizen or division of any of the state may take any further action pursuant to its provisions. A contract that rests on, uh, on an unconstitutional statute creates no obligation to be impaired by in, uh, subsequent legislation. No one is bound to obey an unconstitutional law and no courts are bound to enforce it. 
Law contrary to the United States Constitution may not be enforced. Once a statute has been declared unconstitutional, courts therefore have no jurisdiction over alleged violations. Persons convicted and fined under a constitutional statute. Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough They don't care if you live or you die Long as they get their piece of pie Mmm, my, my, my They convinced you it's the right drug for you But they didn't tell you what your liver goes through And just because some MD said jump Body became a toxic and we are back with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And um, let's see here. Apparently, I can't put a PDF into, well, let me try it this way. Uh, I, you know, the folks in the chat room were asking where I got what I just read, and it was a text file that I just created a pdf of and now i'm trying to find it <laughs> where did that thing go um apparently hmm, apparently this uh, the chat room won't accept pdfs and i don't think it will accept a text file either oh huh. that's weird well i will go ahead and post it to my uh, uh telegram page Go to Telegram and just look for your DIY health, and it'll be there. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it stuck in there. Uh, do, 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 do. There we are. Bingo. All right, Amdur on the unconstitutional laws. This is basically American jurisprudence. It's a it's a law book, uh, second edition, sixteenth uh, one through three ninety five. I think it is. Um, but basically, it uh, has all kinds of information in it. And there's, there's footnotes there that deal with uh, different uh, court cases and things that were based on it. But it, it, it goes right along. It kind of uh, goes along with uh, Marbury versus Madison, which is was a Supreme Court case from, I think, like 1890. What was it? No, it was earlier than that. Um would have been the early 1800s when uh, basically they determined, you know, the Supreme Court opined that uh, any law that was made uh, uh, outside of pursuance of the Constitution, basically, if it if it did was not made in pursuance with the Constitution, it was null and void and didn't need to be followed. And uh, this is basically an, uh, a legal law book that uh, takes that premise and expands on it. So basically, if, you know, if the Constitution says one thing and they pass a law that says something else, like it's okay to mandate vaccines, <laughs> that is clearly unconstitutional. You know, if you look at Article 1 or Article 4 of the, uh, the uh, Bill of Rights, 
which let me bring it up. I've got it right here in my trusty little book. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Article four, the right of the people to be secure in their persons. Hmm. Your person, that's your body. Be secure in your body. Doesn't that entail having the ability to determine what goes in and out of it? Hmm. That right there, the Fourth Amendment, you have a right to be secure in your body. However, and this is the rub, the vast majority of Americans do not have access to the Bill of Rights. Surprise, surprise. They will never tell you why, but I will. It's because you have opted into a system of servitude. You are basically serfs on the government plantation. If you have ever answered yes to the question, are you a state resident or are you a United States citizen? You have volunteered into a system of servitude or being a serf on the federal plantation. And that is a legal presumption that the government makes based on your answers to all these questions about whether you are a U.S. citizen. The fact is, there are two different levels of citizenship or status in the United States, and that is determined by the Secretary of the United uh, Secretary of this of uh, excuse me, uh, Secretary of State. U.S. Secretary of State. They are the ones who have been deemed by the Supreme Court to be responsible for determining uh, citizenship. And if you have a passport, you will notice in the passport that it says something to the effect of uh, it's a greeting to all these different uh, countries and whatnot that you might be traveling to. It says, please, you know, give um Oh, I'm trying to find the right words here. Let me see if I can find, I don't have my pants and my passport's locked in a safe, but let me see if I can find one where it actually shows. I've got images of my passport. I want to see if I can find the one that actually has the page that deals with that. I'm looking through them here. It doesn't look like it. Nuts. Uh, well, I'm paraphrasing. But basically, he says, please uh, give to this U.S. citizen slash national. Why do you think there's two things there? Why does it just say, why doesn't it just say citizen? Why does it say citizen slash national? Because the citizen is the slave. The national is, oh, thank you, Rebecca. I think that's what I'm needing here. If I can get it to open up. Secretary of the, uh, yeah, this is it. Secretary of State of the United States of America hereby requests to all, all uh, whom it may concern to permit the citizen slash national of the United States named herein to pass without delay or hindrance and in any case of need give all lawful aid and protection. Okay, so there it is. Citizen slash national. Citizen is the slave. National is the free person. And you have unknowingly volunteered into the citizen or the slave section. And as such, you don't have access to the Constitution. You are basically government property. If you go back and research sovereignty and if you go back and research the 
uh, feudal system, people um, became a feudal serf on the Lord's land. And basically the serf would provide labor and the Lord would provide protection. And that's basically what you're in now. And as such, you don't have access to the constitutional provisions or the rights secured by the constitution granted by God. Until you basically notify the secretary of state that you are not a citizen, but you are in fact a national. And Patel's Law of Nations, which all the countries have signed on to, including the U.S., basically states that all men have the right to political self-determination, which means you have the right to determine who you are. The government cannot do that for you. Otherwise, they would be considered tyrannical. And they don't want to be that. (laughs) They want to exercise that stuff without officially being uh, known as that, so to speak. But um, so basically, and if you uh, check out, uh, let's see, what's the best way to do it? I would say um, you'll have to check out the uh, other network that I have my show on, Eurofolk Radio. We have a gentleman there who teaches this stuff and his process works. Um, I signed, I did this in, in 2015 and have had no problems and have we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of people file these affidavits with the secretary of state and to our knowledge no one has ever had any repercussions from it and the best part is the fact that you now have access to the constitution once again (laughs) so anyway um, it's a long drawn out story. It, it, it takes a whole lot more time than what I have to discuss this and cover it. But that's in a nutshell why people are told when they go into court, don't bring up the Constitution in this court because they are not under the Constitution. They are under a different form of law, which basically deals with um, fictitious entities and that kind of thing. So anyway, just wanted to make that clear as mud, which I'm sure it is by now. <laughs> and uh, we'll just have to adjust and you know go from there. But basically, um, you know, the thing is, however, regardless of whether you have access to the Constitution or not, you have God-given rights. And regardless of how you frame it, the fact is you have a right to be secure in your body and to determine what goes into your body. No one has a right to tell you otherwise. And the problem we run into again is the situation where you have corrupt courts. And when, you know, and I, I coined this phrase years ago and I don't know, if, I've never heard anyone else say it before me, so I'm, I'm taking credit for it. And it's dangerous to be right when the government is wrong. And it's about 40 years old now. Um, Everybody makes the the mistaken assumption that just because they're government, they're all knowing, all seeing, and all correct. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, As you have seen recently, especially, virtually everything the government does is totally screwed up, totally wrong, totally dysfunctional, and totally, uh, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
basically it flies in the face of you know natural rights and as such people should be ignoring everything they do you know virtually everything congress does is unconstitutional virtually you know anything that obama or biden tries to do is unconstitutional he has no authority and the problem is is people just think that he does and they just follow what he says same thing with the cdc they have no authority over people whatsoever they can sit there and say stuff all day long it has no legal bearing it has no um directives towards individuals why do people keep putting this stuff in you know listening to it uh, something said i've just been disconnected and then it went away <laughs> oh goodness um Unplug says other countries I might be traveling to question mark. I don't know what that means. Um, and involuntary servitude. You know, that's the problem. You see, he says that involuntary servitude. This is not involuntary servitude. This is voluntary servitude, which is uh, under the 13th Amendment. The current 13th Amendment, not the original, but the current one is OK. It says slavery nor involuntary servitude will exist in the United States. It purposely leaves out voluntary servitude, which makes it possible for this unconscionable system to exist because you have agreed to it. Although it was, um, uh, what's the word I can say? It was fraudulent. And that's the nice thing about fraud is fraud vitiates all contracts. So basically, once you determine it was fraudulent, that you were led, you know, given the wrong information, you can correct it. And that's what you do by filing an affidavit with the Secretary of State and putting them on notice that I was mistaken. I am not a U.S. citizen. I am a U.S. national. And from that point on, you are now the free person rather than the slave. And it works. Um, just an example here recently. Uh, a friend of mine was driving in Alabama. He had allowed his driver's license to expire like a year and a half earlier. Uh, he runs into a roadblock where the local uh, authorities are conducting driver's license and insurance checks, and he had his passport on him. So he pulls up, he stops, and they said, license and registration. He said, well, all I have is this, and he hands him his passport. The guy takes it, comes back a few minutes later, says, okay, have a nice day, see ya. And uh, people that were there before him were still there <laughs> being checked. And he, even though he didn't have a valid license, they sent him on his way. We don't know for sure, but we are led to believe we've had uh, people tell us that uh, what happens is when you file this affidavit and it's attached, you know, the information is attached to your passport information that supposedly you show up as a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Oh, man. International uh, courier of some, I'm trying to remember something like um, uh, nuts. Oh, good grief. It's a um, diplomatic courier. That's it. And basically, they send you on your merry way. Also, uh, when I filed mine, um, this was my third passport you know my second renewal and um 
in the previous years, they never, you know, never asked for a social security number. This time around, they did, and they said if you don't provide one, uh, it could slow the issuance of your passport considerably, and you could be fined up to $5,000 by the IRS. And uh, considering that I had not filed a tax return since 1996, and I was not including a social security number, I probably would still be waiting for the issuance of my passport had it not been for the fact that I enclosed my affidavit with it which uh, got me my passport in four weeks, um, faster than the average uh, six-week issuance time. So that tells you something else. Uh, But this process works. It really, really does. Uh, Other countries I might be traveling to, uh, right, (laughs) not with the paranoid state of mind. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And this, you know, going international right now uh, with all the crap with the, you know, lack of adult leadership in the airlines and all that kind of stuff. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, John 17, 14. If be no part of this world, come out from among them. All that good stuff. Exactly. Uh, you're in the world, not of the world. That's the key. You have to figure out how to function uh, in this stupid society without becoming a part of it. And uh, that's the key the great great quest as it were <laughs> anyway let's take a look at some of the stuff in the news in the last few minutes that we have um goodness gracious study artificial covid vaccine immunity wanes after just six weeks oh isn't that special you know and this is they're saying once people get uh, injected for the wuhan coronavirus they have about six weeks worth of immunity According to the latest research, after that, they will need a booster shot, followed by another six weeks later, and so on and so forth for the rest of eternity. Researchers from the College of, what college is it? Ah, University College London Virus Watch Division found. Uh, This is interesting because everything I'm hearing from people that I trust is that once you are, especially with the mRNA injections, your DNA is changed forever and you begin producing spike proteins and the antibodies to deal with the spike proteins. And as long as you are alive, you will continue to produce those things. So this is a situation where, again, the so-called studies fly in the face of science. And I think that there's an ulterior motive for this study to be released saying that, oh, yeah, well, we've got to keep injecting people over and over and over again. That puts people in the mindset that I kind of keep getting stabbed. And then that's an open door for them to keep sticking you with new stuff and other things and whatever they want in the guise of so-called booster shots. When, in fact, you know, when you get these things, you will start producing your body just turns into a. Uh, COVID-19 factory, you're basically producing the spike proteins forever. And then you are transmitting those to other people, which makes yourself and them sick. And of course, you've got the antibodies that overwhelm your immune system that keep you from producing the regular antibodies for other things like the flu and cold and stuff like that. So when you come in contact with those things, you die. (laughs) Isn't that nice? So who knows what's going on here? I think it's just more propaganda to try and pe- keep people to get more injections. 
Mass obedience to contact tracing app and fraudulent COVID PCR testing is destroying the UK economy, decimating supply chains. And it's going to continue to do that over and over. Well, this is encouraging. A poll, parents unlikely to get their children vaccinated against COVID-19, citing risks of vaccine adverse reactions. Well, of course, when you figure that no child under the age of 18 has ever died from this stuff, any kid that has died, and there have only been a few, you know, a couple hundred maybe in the last year and a half, they've all had comorbidities, which are what killed them. They just simply had a positive PCR test, so they were determined to have died from COVID, which is a crock. But, you know, the few kids that even contract this illness does not in any way justify injecting them with these toxic jabs. And parents that do so are absolute idiots. You know, thank goodness there's some out there that are starting to realize that, you know, hey, these kids aren't in, aren't in any way affected. The school should have never been closed. They should have never had the face diaper mandates, nothing. There's no reason for any of that stuff. It's just the uh, communist uh, um, teachers unions that are screwing all that up. But a recent poll of over 2,000 parents with children between the ages of 3 and 18 showed that half of them believe it is unlikely they will have their kids vaccinated against COVID-19. The most common reason is that the parents fear the side effects of the vaccine, and it is highly unlikely for children to get infected with the, with the virus in the first place. The survey was conducted by the C.S. Mott Children's Hospital National Poll on Children's Health at Michigan Medicine found that 39% of parents said that their children already got inoculated and they should have their kids taken away from them before they do anything more harmful to them. But as many as 40% said it was unlikely they would have their kids injected. So that's good. Doctors' opinions can influence parents' stance on vaccinating their children. You know, people should not listen to doctors when it comes to vaccines because they don't know their butt from a hole in the ground when it comes to them. That's the big problem is these idiot MDs are indoctrinated when they go through medical school on certain things. They have no more training on vaccines than they have on nutrition, which is virtually nothing. The only thing they have on vaccines is a section probably conducted by a drug company rep saying that vaccines are perfectly safe, they're rigorously tested, they're effective, and you need to give them to everybody that will stand still and let you stick a needle in them. And that's the limit they get. And they march forth dutifully thinking that, hey, vaccines are good, you know. And it's very seldom that a, that a doctor actually has the epiphany that realizes what these things are doing to people until they start seeing it in their own patients. And some of them develop a conscience and say, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Others just keep doing it because they make money from it. And they're not going to upset the apple cart. They may not inject their own kids, but they'll happily do everybody else's. And that is someone you don't want to have anything to do with. But, you know, again, these are just my not so humble opinions. Clinical trials are underway for authorizing injections for children under 12 years. However, many parents agree that the recommendation of their child's uh, health care provider will be influential in making their decision. Dumb. Do your own research. Go home, you know, you're on the computer all day long anyway, instead of uh, looking at porn or whatever, you know, your sports junk or whatever, do a little research into this stuff and find out what's going on. You know, even as much as they're trying to um, 
cover it all up and make it hard to find, it's still out there and you can find the information. And if you find the information and you still have your children stuck with this stuff, shame on you. <sighs> Let's see here. More European nations introduce policies to prevent the uninjected from rejoining public life. And that's going to be a pretty standard thing. You're going to be hearing that for a long time, I honestly believe, and it's going to come to our shores as well. So you better be ready to deal with it. You know, you might be able to go to the gas station and get gas. You might be able to, you know, if you're in the city, you're probably going to have to travel outside the city to some small areas where people have some common sense and are willing to ignore all these mandates. And, uh, you know, you'll have to find a mom and pop grocery store, if any still exist, that haven't gone totally stupid where you can get groceries or set up a co-op with friends, family, and like-minded people where everybody has access to certain things. They get shipped in, and on Saturday mornings, you go meet, you exchange stuff, you barter, and you share information at the same time, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's one of those things where things may be changing. If we don't have a change politically here soon, you're going to see some really nasty crap coming down the pike. Cascade of Consequences, Orwell and Zappa. Ooh, now there's a combination. <laughs> Orwell and Zappa's words of wisdom have never been tr truer. It's more true than they are today. The level of untruth proliferate, pro proliferated by the government, mainstream media, central bankers, military leaders, big tech, big pharma, big corp, big uh, billionaire oligarchs, and insurance companies, don't forget them, has reached prolific heights. We are lost in a whirlwind of lies destined to grow into a tornado of tragedy and un ultimately result in a cascade of consequences. Since the installation of the illegitimate dementia patient as president of the dying empire of, <laughs> of debt by the deep state billionaire oligarch, surveillance state agencies, military industrial complex, Silicon Valley censorship tyrants, corrupt bought-off state politicians, Soros-installed bureaucrats, and their propaganda arm, fake news media outlets, the country has further fractured into warring factions, and it's going to get worse. It has been driven by political party, moral versus immoral, black versus white, and all that good stuff, and we are out of time. My screen just went blank on me. It's been great today. Had a great time, kids. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, join me another hour on Eurofolk Radio Network. Uh, information's on the website. 